Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let Mom's Green Thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give Mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves the experience of cracking them open or you love the convenience of no-shell pistachios like myself, Wonderful Pistachios is the perfect healthy snack for when hunger strikes. And there are a bunch of tasty flavors to choose from too, like honey roasted, smoky barbecue, jalapeno lime, and more. Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. What about Belichick? Like, what? Give me an impression of, of Bill. I just saw him <laughs> recently. I went and you know I visited the team, and <laughs> he was like, "Look, like if I have to turn on the f-ing TV and see you doing me every f-ing day, like, <laughs> like what are we f-ing doing here? <laughs> like that's like what he that's what he would say to me. And I'm over here. I'm I'm sitting on eggshell. I'm still scared of the guy. I don't even play with him. <laughs> I don't even, he's not, he's, he's still like, you know, he's just got, he's like the emperor or something, you know what I mean? So I walk in and I'm all, you know, hey coach, you know, it's all out of love. He, he goes, look, just shut the f*** off. You know what I mean? We had to fight to get a meal, yeah, wrongfully accused. We had to fight to get a pill, that's why we right to get a deal. He on the team, he gotta eat, you know, despite the skills. Fat. Keep it riding for the fam, you gotta light the working wheels straight up. But in the past bad, work up in the trash bag. I'll pass a lot to take the test before I pass class. Yeah. And my family needed bread. I had to come correct. That's why I keep airing it out like I just passed gas. Hey. The I am athlete parlay. We did hot. These are guaranteed wins. I'm going to take Arizona over San Fran. Whoa. It's all about matchups, understanding who's playing against who. It's a game of chess. Pack, make the bet, bro. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Submission, knockout, judge's decision, doesn't matter. Israel, Adesanya, yes, bro. He's, yes, yes. Parlays, double, double your bets, make them bigger so your payout's bigger. Absolutely. Don't be like Adam Pac-Man Jones. Make sure you download the app DraftKings Sportsbook. Use promo code ATHLETE. And remember, new customers, if you bet $5, you get 100 in free bets instantly, no matter the outcome. Judges' decisions, knockout, submission, doesn't matter. You win. And if the sportsbook isn't available in your state, don't worry. All you got to do is go to DraftKings Daily Fantasy. There's so many contests this weekend for you to participate. And it's going to be a big payout. Multiple big payouts. DraftKings.com is the sportsbook. I Am Athlete is the platform. Parlay. I Am Athlete all day. Promo code ATHLETE. Let's get it. Lowest moment of your life. That's suicidal. I tried to take myself out in Cincinnati, Ohio. Mm. And I didn't, I didn't, no longer want to be here, man. You have to be strongest to, to bypass all of the thoughts that it takes to keep yourself here. You know, I know my mama gonna see this and I love her. <sighs> Tell 
Today's sponsor, BetterHelp, is here to help you. In 2011, I was diagnosed with borderline personality disorder. I spent three months at McLean Hospital. A lot of you guys know my story and some of you guys don't. BetterHelp's licensed therapists are trained to listen and help you. Talk to your therapist in a private online setting at your convenience. There's a wide range of expertise across BetterHelp's 20,000 plus therapist network that are there to assess what you need and also give you the help that you may need that's not available to you in your area. You just fill out the questionnaire that will help assist your specific needs and you'll be matched with a therapist within 48 hours. Then you schedule secure video and phone sessions, plus exchange unlimited messages and anything that you share is completely confidential. You can request a new therapist at no additional charge at any time. Join the 2 million plus people that have taken charge of their mental health with the Experience Better Help Therapist. For you guys out there who may need uh, more help or more resources, get 10% off of your first month at BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. So betterhelp.com backslash I-A-A. That is linked below in the description. Enjoy the show and take control of your mental health. Hey, let's talk numbers right here. Numbers. Three-time Super Bowl champ, Super Bowl MVP, Patriots 2010 All-Decade team, Super Bowl record for punt returns, first half reception in a single game, never selected to the Pro Bowl. Damn. That's crazy. Second all-time in postseason and receiving yards with 1,142 yards over 19 games. Second all-time in postseason and receptions, 118 over 19 games. How does that feel? What do you think? Man, no, no, no way. Question, no Pro Bowl? The question is, no, the question is. Pro Bowl? Hall of Fame. That, that's is the that real Hall question. That, that's the question. Hall Are you fame. a Hall of Famer? Uh, number-wise, no. Wow. No, After bro. hearing that, okay, I don't right. know. It depends. Tell your story. Like, Tell depends. Your story. I mean, everyone talks about the regular season, and I mean, I, I get it. That's it's a regular. Everyone talks about regular season. I didn't have regular season numbers. You know what I mean? But, but what's the Look. criteria? We talk about this all the time. Uh, what's Swaggy outside looking in? I say right, on the NFL. I don't know the criteria for NBA, but when you think about Hall of Famers in the NFL, what's the criteria? We got a lot of players that really don't take the post, I mean, the regular season, like, serious. And once the playoffs start, they amp it up. And they, like, like Jimmy Butler, guy in a regular season for average, like, probably 18, 19, just trying to get his team in the right position. But once the postseason come, average 30, 40, and it's a, he turned into a totally different person. And I feel like that right there is to solidify you as being a, a Hall of Famer to me. Yeah, I mean, how many, how many Super Bowls you say? Three of them. Three. Because there's that, a there's an argument. Counts. There's an argument, and I appreciate your humility. And then that's 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 what that we think the criteria is. We I don't know if we know what the criteria is around Hall of Fame, but there's an argument that you're the best wide receiver. The num and the numbers the, the number says so that you're the best wide receiver in postseason play. And that says so. Right. Clutch, and we talk about clutch when the team needed. There's an argument that you're one of the most clutch wide receivers in the history of NFL. And the numbers back that up. 
to me, is an argument. And it's a real one. And it's a raging argument right now on ESPN and FS1. People, every time we talk about the Patriots, every time we talk, every time we talk about Julian Edelman, it's like, what's your place in history? You know, you know I'm a straight shooter. First, first thing we want to know, is it true that you're really thinking about it or you're not thinking about uh, coming back to play football with, with Tom and your boy? We want the Julian Edelman from the Bay. Uh -oh. Like, don't give from us that, bay. man. <laughs> don't give us that, man. Okay. Honestly, hey, uh... honestly, you know, everyone here knows what it takes to play at a high level. Here we go. See what I'm saying? Especially <laughs> in football. Yeah. You know, I don't know how it is in basketball because I never played basketball. I can only speak for people that I know. Now, the amount of work I have to put into my body to train, to make me confident, like, that's so much. For the output that I get now out of my body because of the injuries, my knees, this, that, I'm not getting the same output. So now that I've taken a year off, and like I'm not loading my body, compounding loads every single day. My body feels pretty straight, mm. you know. And you know I've gone and dabbled out, and you know you go run routes, and but then you see when you run routes the next day, like all right, I'm not too bad, but I'm already like 10,000 reps behind. I feel in my in my mind. So then, like to answer your question, probably not. But I will probably start training a little more and more just to kind of put some data in my brain to see if I can do it. You, you can't just go. I'm not going to put myself out there to look silly, get, get strapped up. I'm not going to go out there where I can get open on one play. I mean, I want to go out, and if I want a ball, I'm going to have to go out and consistently do it time and time again. And I remember when I saw old guys, when I saw old corners. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? When they used to strap you up because they were the older guy, you were the young guy, they had the veteran moves, the t the, and they were, like, athletically peaking. And then you saw them tail off. I mean, it was blood in the water. I was going after them. I was, I was going for their throat because I remember plays. And I, I've gone after a lot of dudes. Name so one. I know a lot, of, a lot of dudes are going to be coming after me. <laughs> can, you, can you name one or two dudes? Pat. <laughs> we used to have battles. Huh? We had some battles. We had some good battles. Killed him. I mean, he used to he used to run by like we <laughs> killed him. Pack would, would try to get in my head. And we did punt return against yeah. each other too. So I would be talking shit before the game. Like I bet you I had more yards back there. <laughs> and, but who had more yards? Because uh, I did. House. I, I did. I did get. get you did I, give I, me that I game bust, that we was I bust you that about. game. Yeah, but I did. mean, Pack was. You were. Low, you were in the back end of your 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 career. It's that's not that's not fair. The no. fact that you could even compete at that because yeah, I was starting I was, to get I into mine. I was thirty-four huh? at that time. I was thirty-four. That's old. That's old, yeah. that's old Wait, for a corner. Was still ball, I was balling. Though. You know what I mean? You were balling, but like, you, I'm not gonna lie, you weren't twenty-seven-year-old. Pack. No, you're right. You're what right. is old for a football uh, player? Huh? Like what 30, is old? 32, 33. 32. And it depends on the position, right? Yeah. Positions, everything. At, at DB wide receiver, we can push it to 32, 33. Hell, we can push it to 36. But, but that's when, once you pass 30 at most positions, you owe, you done, you, you on a one-year contract. I don't care what you signing. Once you hit 30? Yeah. Running back, you ain't get no new contract See, I never went inside. I always played outside. You get what I'm saying? So, it come at 30, 35, 36, that's when I was like, uh, you know what I mean? By time, because I ain't going inside. <laughs> right. Inside was not for me. I feel like Pac, I, I say this, I, I say this all the time. 
I know we talking about you coming back, and I love that you were honest and you gave us the Julian Edelman from the Bay. You know what I'm saying? Because that's real, bro. Like, you know, is there if there's meat left on the bones, go do that. You know, you got Tom Brady sitting there. You got Gronk, your boys. It'd be a beautiful well, who thing. Who said I would go to Buccaneers? Maybe there's a couple other teams. That, well, name them. Because that, that was. I'm that was just something. saying. Like, it, it, okay, so say if it's not the Buccaneers, I would who would you hey, like to play? Like, it, I mean, say, honestly, say I would, if I would ever come back, I would want to come back as a Pat, probably. Be part Ooh, of that. Okay. Wow. What's that relationship? Pat. I, Pat. I heard you. I'm Pat. just like, wow, because everybody, every, it's, yeah. oh, Julian Elman, if he comes back, it's going to be Tampa. Is it the relationship with, with you and Billa? It's, it's a little bit of everything. I mean, I got my opportunity there. I've got a life there. You know, it's like, that's my home now. I mean, my whole adult life, I've been in Boston. I know Boston better than I know San Francisco. I know the Cape better than I know Lake Tahoe. And that's where I grew up. But y'all ain't gonna win nothing. Like you just go. You never know game. though. You never know, man. This I mean, last year is a prime example. You know, you got the Cincinnati Bengals, which were the trash of the National Football League two years before. They go out and they make it to a Super Bowl in two years. Now the parody of this league is going back and forth all the time. But the one guy you can always bet on is Bill Belichick. He's gonna have a fundamentally sound football team, and you never know. If you get into the tournament with the fundamentally sound football team that doesn't make mistakes, that goes against an explosive team that has crazy athletes everywhere that f***s up and makes turnovers, jumps off sides, has illegal formations, all these little things, those teams lose. I've been a part of it. So you never know. You've been a part of it to me with like a special quarterback. I don't know. Exactly. But I, I, I'm glad I, you yeah, brought that up because yeah. you said Bill Belichick. The, the one thing that don't change is Bill Belichick. No, Bill Belichick and Tom Brady. When, I, I agree with that. I agree with that 100%. So now you got Bill Belichick and Mac Jones. We can get into a Tom Brady conversation later, but you got Bill Belichick and, and Mac Jones. And that's going to get smacked. Good enough to win. If he, if he, if he strengthens up and he, and he uses last year for the starting point and he doesn't smell his own roses and he goes out and he gets better this year because we ultimately see our biggest leaps from that year one to year two for that quarterback – you know, I think he could be a good quarterback. It, you know, he's not there quite yet, but I mean, you got to look at the Patriots back in 2001 to 2004, those first three Super Bowls. I mean, they weren't tossing the ball out the, out the, the stadium. It was a defensive built team. That's the thing that I'm worried about with the Patriots is, is their defense going to be there to allow Mac to have this slow progression into becoming what he becomes. What, what can you do for Mac Jones? You know what I'm saying? Like, let's say, you know, let's say in a couple weeks, you know, you feel good, you're recovering great. You know what I mean? You go back, what can you, what value can you add to Mac Jones in the later parts of your career? You know what I'm saying? Well, I, you know, you can add knowledge. And you know, I was, I was around the GOAT for 12 years, 11 years. And I prepared with the guy that lives, eats, drinks, breathes football, you know, and family. You know, and that's Tom Brady, that, you know, so like, just little things. And you don't want, you want people to develop into their own. You don't want to just say, hey, this is how it's done. You want people to blossom into what they become. But there's also, like, there's a lot of shit you can avoid. You know, like dumb stuff that young, like getting massages every f***ing day. Cold you know, for these young guys. Yeah. They don't understand your body's your investment. They don't understand, you know, like, they don't understand... You know, you're not going to get better as a quarterback in the weight room. Yeah, you can get stronger, whatever. You can get better throwing the ball. Right. You know, you need to go out and do these throws. You need to be able to hit every throw a thousand times. You need to go practice your two-minute drills. You need to think when you're tired. You need to be able to, you know, communicate plays 
when you're tired, when guys don't know. You need to be able to communicate to the offensive line, that guy out there, this guy out there. Hey, all right, we're changing here. Now we're going to my receiver. He's not, he doesn't know the play. I got to be able to signal him. I got to look at the clock. Like, I need to see all, you know, all those things. That's what a quarterback does. And, you know, with, I can with, tell why they were smacking y'all in the NFL. Yeah, and speaking of Smart. all that, it, it shows how high – he is in the game. Yeah, let's 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 get here. Let's get here. Let me put it out there though. I have not been, you know, the Pats haven't offered me anything. I'm not coming back like that. And you know, you're just saying if you that would be the team. And I would love to play with Brady too, though. You know what I mean? All right. Because that I mean, they don't got they don't got enough hands. They got too many hands to feed out. But it makes sense. I think the the conversation right, like you're in this transition. We're you're in this transition phase right now, and as athletes. You know, year out, a lot of us, we think about that. You know, you probably thought of, you tried, you playing in the big three. I thought about making a comeback when I was cut. You understand? So, like, this is the real. Like, we getting a Julian Edelman from the Bay. You know what I'm saying? Like, so but I appreciate the real, you real, being honest. But the real, real is, like, I, I'm done. Like, I, I feel like yeah, I, yeah, but you, but you, you but go back and forth because I left everything on the field. I, ain't not, I Look, really ain't got nothing the, else to play you know, for. No, that's Bullshit, bro, that's bullshit. Let me tell you why it's bullshit. Look, because that's why I said give us a Julian Edelman from the Bay because, like, this is real. The reality is you're going to be a star off the field. You can do whatever the hell you want to do in media. You're going to build a, a, a freaking uh, a, a media empire. And then you, if you want to get into acting, you can look at you. You're beautiful. Like, you're a top, you top five handsome man in the world. Like, you look at this guy. He's pretty good-looking guy himself. Bro, I'm just saying. Get the pause. Man, get say me. pause, though. Man, you don't say yourself. no pause. Why I got to do that? I can't tap into my feelings and my emotions how I feel. So beautiful. Oh, He's not handsome. Is he handsome, yes or no? Hell no, he ain't handsome to me. <laughs> <laughs> but so what I'm saying is, you can do that. But at the same time, you can get up and feel how you, see how your body feel. And if it feel right, if you want to make that decision, the opportunity presents itself, go do that. That's gonna be waiting for you. You know what I'm saying? You young. You can you can play. If you feel good and you want to do it, go do it. You He's know what definitely I'm thinking about it. I can feel like so, he can coach too, though. Nah, too many hours, bro. <laughs> too many fuck. I, you, you think players have hours? These coaches. I've seen cots in offices. Yeah. These dudes are sleeping in there. I cannot be a coach. It's I, different than basketball. Yeah. I feel like that's the, this, y'all different. coaches. There's too much preparation in football. There's too much on every single game. These guys are literally, and they can't sleep. I feel like that's Belichick, though. Like, he don't it have probably a life is. See, yeah. I, and that's another thing. Yeah. No, that's every coach. All the coaches. All the coaches. Even on I these other teams, these dudes work their asses off. You don't get no rest coaches. The younger coaches get more relaxed. Like, you know, the Rams coach, he, he chill. You know? hours a day. That's why they winning. You know, Rams winning because they chill. You know? They chill. Oh, yeah, right. He's cool. He's cool. McVay's in that office all day long. All day long. In the Patriot history, rank the receivers, including yourself. Give me the top. Seven. Stanley, he, I mean, he's a Hall of Famer. Yeah. Uh, you know, you, you, you got Randy. I, I mean, he was there for a cup of coffee. Yeah. He was there for some years, and he broke the record there. I was only with him for a cup of coffee. I, I rephrased that. Uh, How many? Randy was there three years? I, no, he, he was there a little like longer. Four or yeah. five, four. For he real? was there in 07, 08, 09, 10. We got, we Fact traded him. I thought he was there for one year. So three and a half years. That was the year they were undefeated, right? It lost to the championship. First year he had 20 touchdowns, the, the record. Yeah. Second year at Castle because Tom got hurt. Third year I came in. 
you got Troy Brown, Wes Welker. Wes Welker, dude, that dude was a monster. Like, he, he developed a lot of this offense. And, it, and it's, it, it's, it's evolved through, you know, Charlie Weiss, to Josh McDaniels, to Billy O'Brien, back to Josh McDaniels. And you see the evolution of the slot, you know, with Troy Brown. And then you had Kevin Falk that would come out, and they'd have like a, you know, a, pa- a package where you'd have the running back. So there was kind of like two slots. Then it developed into like the tight ends with, you know, Gronk Hernandez. And then also, you know, Wes was in there. So like you started seeing them get more complex with the slot stuff with Wes, you know, Troy to Wes, then to me and Danny. And, and you know, it, it's everyone's got their place. I love, I see why you talked about coaching, right? I mean, when you sit down with Cass, we had AD on. Remember we had that moment where AD and he started going into watching film, boom, boom, boom. And, and, the, and the fans, they laughing at us because me, Pac, and Shady, we were sitting here like looking at him, looking at him and, and it was almost as if we were in awe. So hearing you talk like that, you know, uh, it highlights that you're one of those guys. And um, you know, I guess my question, what's the, what made y'all great? What's, the, what's this Patriot way? And, I, and I'm sorry, I know every time we sit down with a, a Patriot, and it doesn't matter who it is, it, it's, it's, everybody want to know, you know, well, what's the Patriot way? What is Bill Belichick like? What is Tom Brady? But what's the Patriot way? Because, like, to me, it's excellence. Can, it, can you describe that? Can you break that down? I think it, uh, it roots from, you know, really just being accountable. You know, when, when I got there, you had Teddy Bruschi, Tom Brady, Kevin Falk, Troy Brown was always around. You had these guys that held you accountable. If you weren't going up to their standard, if your leader, like the leaders are always working their asses off. They're always setting examples. Then you got young bucks that if they come in and they're not putting on that same effort, that same standard, they're gonna be humiliated and they probably won't be there because they have that much say. There's, there's like a locker room full of guys that, you know, know how to, keep a good locker room and, and, that, and, and build that team. So I would say just the accountability from top to bottom. When you see your coach in there on a Tuesday in March on a treadmill at 10 o'clock at night watching film and going over scouting reports for his next year's team, you know. What coach is that? That's Belichick, you know. And then or when you go in and you train with – you know, the, a quarterback that already had three Super Bowls at the time, who's hungrier than anyone I've ever been around, who, you know, we're over at his house doing, you know, things for, you know, body work. You're doing running routes. We're doing two-minute drills. He's over here preparing. And it's February. Like, there's no time off. Like, when you see that from your highest guys that's and bull- you're some... That's what do you mean? I call bull... What do you mean? No, you're not doing two-minute drill in February. I've already told you this. Yes, we have. He would get me up when I was young. Tom would get me up to like 65, 70 routes. We would do sets of 10 down the field. He'd be going, all right, zero slot finger, right? 134, F bow ice, you're the F, go. Wide 80, wide 80. And then I'd go out, catch it, go. I'd throw like run a 20 yard bow. And then he'd come out, all right, now we got a spread right, uh, 66 ghost 10. So then he's like, all right, you're the wide. It's, it's four wide. So then I'd have to change my mindset, put myself in a different position. So he was teaching me, and he was also learning my body mechanics, and he was letting me do it while I was tired. So when I prepared for games, it, was, it became easier. When I got into camps, it was easy. And it was good for him because he was able to think. So he was using me, and I was using him. You know what I mean? But he, by the end of these things, I'd be like, I would be so dead and tired 
It would be crazy. I'd be huffing and puffing, and we'd be at the end of a drive, and I'd have like a, they call it invert, overzing invert. He's like, I heard overzing. He'd give me the signal invert, which is like a high seven, and he'd go, all right, holding, holding. I'd be dead. I thought the drive was over. He'd be like, holding, holding. Get in. We got mulch. We got mulch. You're the F. You're the F. And so then I'd have to go there, and I like, like he was just always testing me, you know, so like that actually happens in the offseason. He did that with a lot of guys. He did that with Welker. He did that with, you know, Moss. He did that. I'm sure he's doing that with his guys now. You know, I, I it just, I always made myself available. Right. I lived right next to him just in case he ever needed anyone because <laughs> I was trying to give him opportunities. Is that why he, is that why he respects you so much? You think like you guys, when you think of, when I think about Tom Brady and his circle, I think about like you're one of the first ones to come to mind. You know, you got Gronk there. But as far as like brothers, brothers, I see you and Tom. You think being in the trenches with him and grinding like that is why he loves you and respects you so much? I think there's a lot of things. Um, Taking one of the Super Bowl MVPs? <laughs> <laughs> you know, from the very the jump, he, he was a guy, six-round draft pick. We all know the story, 199. Had to go to Long Road. You know, he, and I was kind of that same kind of thing, seventh round guy, had to work my way on the team, had to make myself valuable, play special teams. He always respected my effort. He respected, you know, I think my competitiveness and the fact that I would make my, I would do anything to, you know, just to get like, I moved out into LA. I moved out here just to be around him. And he only hit me up like twice the first year I moved out here. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? And I dropped everything and I would go. And then, you know, then it became we were going, you know, every day. And, and you know, that's how it, it was. And so that, and then also we're both from the Bay. We grew up like tw 12 miles from each other. So, like, there was always a comfort of breaking down old hometown shit, you know, like Harry's Hofbrau or like this deli we used to go to or, Van, you know, like, so that yeah. we had to say, like, there's just a whole bunch of stuff. He was always, kind of like a, an older brother. And I watched everything he did because I wanted, to, I wanted to witness what it, how is this guy so goddamn good? You know, I wanted to see what he was doing. I wanted to see how he prepared. I wanted to see how he rested, how he recovered. And I wanted to try to do it. Did you hear about Brady in high school or something? Like a man from the Bay. Brady in high school? Yeah. When I was in eighth grade, he won his first Super Bowl. <laughs> Damn. That's a crazy thing. I remember crazy. being, you know, like, and he was a Sarah kid. He went to Sarah some school that was close to my school at Woodside. And uh, like he was, and he was the underdog. And it was, you know, it was always Peyton Manning. He was the guy when we, that, that era, that was like first pick overall. You know, he was the guy that was revolutionizing offense at the line of scrimmage and had all his calls and like lighting up scoreboards. And then you always had this little young tough guy, Tom Brady early in his career that was always fighter that always, you know, let his team down at the last minute, you know, was, there was some ugly shit, but then there was always like a heroic effort that just had a clinch, the clutch gene. And you know, that's a guy I always liked. So the respect level that you have for him, you could tell that they, they put in a lot of work. What about Belichick? Like what, give me an impression of, of Bill. <laughs> it's always a, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to start getting, uh, I just saw him <laughs> recently. I went and, you know, I visited the team. And he was like, look, like, if I have to turn on the fucking TV and see you doing me every fucking day, like, <laughs> like, what are we doing here? Like, that's like what he, that's what he would say to me. And I'm over here, I'm, I'm sitting on eggshell. I'm still scared of the guy. I don't even play with him. I don't 
don't even, he's not, he's, he's still like, you know, he just got, he's like the emperor or something, you know what I mean? Like, so I walk in and I'm all, you know, hey coach, you know, it's all out of love. He, he goes, look, just shut the fuck up. <laughs> but he's, he's honestly, he's, he's, he's evolved. You know, a lot of people want to say he's not fun and he's this. I mean, that's how it was, you know, 20 years ago. You know, the game's evolving, and that's something that he does well, I, I believe, is he evolves to players. He evolves to this new generation. I can remember in 2015, he, we'd have these leadership groups in the offseason with guys that were there, and we'd talk about, like, the new player coming in. Like, these new guys. Now, you know, it's different. They're on social media, you know, like, right. you know, like, we'd have, like, seminars, and, like, he's always thinking about how he can get better. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I got to learn my players in order to, you know, get the best out of, get the best out of them. Right. You, you mentioned accountability when I asked about the Patriot way. You said it starts with accountability. When you first entered into that locker room, that organization, when did, when did you first feel that? Was there a moment, is there a story you can tell us like, oh shit, this is it? First day, first, first day, you walk into the auditorium, you know how we have auditoriums, and it's rookie mini camp, and there's a sign on the wall when you enter that says, put the team first, be attentive, do your job, uh, you know, work hard, you know. So you, you walk in, and there's all these pictures of these moments of, throughout the year before of, of big-time plays, of players. And you go in the auditorium, and there's all these pictures of, like, linemen and, like, them doing their jobs and, and all this shit. And our first meeting there, he looks at us, and he, he, calls, on, he calls on you, and he goes, who's that guy? Who's number... 72. Mm. And I didn't know. I mean, I, I was, I didn't know where New England was before I got drafted there. I was like, where the f am I going? You know what I mean? And then he goes, I, I don't know, coach. He goes, well, you know, when this guy's sitting there, he's won three fucking Super Bowls. He's making $8 million a year and you don't know his fucking name. <laughs> like, learn your fucking team. Right. And so, after that, everyone's scrambling, looking for everyone. He was asking who, like, meal ladies' names and shit. Like, who, who's the lady that in the meal room? You know, like, just to make you, like, 
to put the president like, this is how it's going to be. Know your people. Do your job. And, and like, that was from day one. Like, crazy. it was crazy. So <clears throat> on eggshells all the time. Right? You're, on, you're on ice. <laughs> you just, your, your shoulders are back. Your head's pinned. Your ears, you're just attentive when he's around. Love it. I mean, you can, there's so much we, you can learn in sports and business from the Patriot way and, and how you guys did things. Give me the top five wide receivers or top. Give me your top wide receivers in NFL history. History? History. In no particular order. Just shoot real Damn, quick. That's I'm going somewhere here. Jerry's one. Okay, just come. Keep Jerry, okay, boom. Who else? Loved Chris Carter. Dude mm -hmm. caught everything. Randy. Okay. Athletically insane. The freak. Uh, Michael Irving, okay, big time plays. Steve Largent, gotta Ooh. give a shout out. Ah, gotta give a shout out. Very good. You mentioned Steve Largent, because my question was going to be: I thought you was going to name all these receivers and not mention any white receivers. And my question for you was going to be: Do we discriminate against a white wide receiver? You can be honest. Uh, I don't I think so. <laughs> you can be honest. Cooper Cut deserved way more. He right, but that's, let's more talk credit. about it. Let's talk about it. Yeah, I mean, because you say Cooper Cup. For swaggy. sure, number one wide receiver right now. I mean, I, but, 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 but are we talking about in the NFL? The stats don't lie, bro. Oh, no, he's not the, the triple. What is it called? The triple, triple crown. crown know, I'm gonna be honest. I didn't know what a damn triple crown was until he, he just dropped it. I'm gonna be honest. You got to be in the right places at the right time. Well, he's in the right place at the right time. Yeah. All the time. <laughs> All but the why, time. But you see why we got to debate it. If it was, if he was black and he put up the, he did the triple crown, but he, like, he the best right now. Only thing I'm saying, if we was in a room right now and I had to pick out, what, three, three receivers? If you want, yeah. I don't know if he would be in my three. Give me your three right now. So he in the room right now. Let me give you the list. Let me give you the list real quick because I want to make sure. Go. And we're going to get back to you because I'm glad that you, you mentioned Steve Largent. Steve Largent run by dudes. Yeah, but, but, but when we, when we talk about the greatest, judges. you could have went to Megatron. You could have went to Reggie Wayne and the, 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 the Marvin Harrisons of the world. You got the Steve Smiths of the world. I'm Steve missing people. Andre Johnsons of the world. The Larry Fitzgeralds. The Anquan Bo Like we, we forget. See, you know, I, I'm I also, I also went back to the time, I remember, that's when I learned football. When I learned football, I, you know, you, you still put the guys that you watched growing up, at least I do, like, man, it's still him. You know, those are the guys we learned the game from. So the top 10 receivers right now, and this is no particular order, somebody else's list. And this is pro football focus, actually. Great routes, big So body. this is their top 10. Quick. Anthony's. Per Anthony, Devonte Adams, Cooper Cup, DeAndre Hopkins, Steph, Stephon Diggs, Diggs Tyreek Hill, Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson, Mike Evans, Debo Samuel, AJ Brown. That's the top ten. So out of these ten, and I, you, there's no some Metcalf. people missing. No Metcalf. No DK Metcalf. Yeah, no, but DK had a no, slow year. No, yeah, yeah, no slow uh, year. San Diego. They had a uh, slow, DK San Diego, had a slow uh, year. That was a slow quarterback on, year, though. But we said as far as I hear. Huh? Keenan Allen. Keenan, Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen. Like, come on, we missing some receivers. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Keenan yeah. Allen's a beast, man. So give man. me your top three. Who you picking right now, Pat? I'm gonna go with D Hop. D Hop. Um, He's your X or your Z. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. 
Probably the, the Z. The Z, okay. Um, Who? I'm gonna go Tariq Hill. Mm. And damn, then I go Cooper Cup. Okay. So that's your starter. That's your starter. But I see what you did there. You put the nice chemistry together. Yeah. I see what you did. I'm thinking team wise. You thinking team wise? Yeah. That's a lot of short wide receivers though. It don't matter. It's a lot of speed. I need to throw it up. I need you to jump. I put Cooper Cup at Z. I put Cooper Cup at Z. The corners are getting bigger. Oh, they are. Okay. So like. The, the corners, are, when you get these 6-1 like, corners, these 6-2, that's a, that's a long corner. What do they struggle with? They struggle with side-to-side yeah, guys. Yeah, like they, sure. Those guys can glove big guys. That's why, you know what I mean? These DK and these guys, like these teams, they'll go out and draft big-ass corners, and then they'll cheat a guy over and say, hey, you guys play over here on this well, big guy, and we're just going to glove everyone up. But if you've got a guy that can get open on space and create separation, that's what I look at. You know, uh, there's guys that can do 50-50 balls all day or 90-20 balls. There's certain guys that are like that. But you like, say 90-20? Or 90-10 balls. 80-20. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. okay, go. Yeah, that's all I love to see. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but that's, I mean, these guys, guys that are covering them are Randy. good. Randy. There's, there's, no, there's, there's, no, there's no Megatron or Randy Mosses. <laughs> so who are your top three right now? Top three? Top three. I like Adams. I like him because he I like him because he's quicker than what you think. He can run by you and he creates separation. He's got great catch radius. Like he 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 can play in you can play him everywhere and we saw that throughout the Packers last year, last couple years. So his versatility, his size, his quickness, he's not the fastest guy, but he's never he's never not open. Because they, they got that back shoulder thing going and with Aaron Rodgers, you know what I mean? So I like him. I love Keenan Allen. I love Keenan Allen because his, his release game, I would always watch his releases. He has that, you know, that, that crossover release, and then at the top of routes, he does the same type of shit. It's a lot of basketball type shit. Yeah. It's like a crossover, you know what I mean, <laughs> at the line of scrimmage. So they're like, ah, and they'll foot fire, and they can get guys going, and then they can get them out of balance and flip their hips. He does that real well. He's, he's always not coverable as well. And you got to go like my, my my tweener. I mean Cooper Cup. He's he does a lot of everything. I mean he he's not going to go up and like moss a dude, but he's going to run comebacks. He's going to run goes and get the back shoulder like he did in the fade for in the Super Bowl for the win. He's going to hit all these inside routes. You know he's versatile and and I'm a little biased towards those guys because that's how I was. I play in all spots. And then you got to go Tyreek. That speed. You know what I mean? He, he's so fast where he doesn't even have to run great routes and he's going to get wide open because people are going to be terrified of his speed. So once he gets guys going, all he has to do is just throw on the speed a little and, and it's over. Then he can run a comeback. He can run an in cut. He can run a post. He can run a post corner. He can just run by him if they're flat footed. When you have that kind of speed, it's like unfair. And he's, he's strong at the line of scrimmage. It's not like he's one of these skinny guys that are like small, fast guys where they get jammed up. He's like explosive, and he can get low and just go. You know what I mean? Who, who, who's your three? Yeah. I think in our era, I mean in this era, yeah. I think it's impossible. To go it through. is. How do you? If you had to pick three, though, games change. See, I'm like you. I like what you did because you didn't go and like here's the the best three. You put together a team. You said right. here's my Z, here's my X base, and here's my slot guy. Right. So I love how you did that. 
What about but if we're Chase? saying big three, huh? What about Chase? That's what I'm saying. Like Chase, like Chase is, Chase is a, is a dog. I'm still trying to figure out who Chase is, if I'm being honest. You know what I'm saying? Like when you think about like what makes him great, I, it's kind of similar to what you're saying, bro. Like he's not the quickest. Nah, he's, he's super he's quick, strong. In yeah, but <laughs> he's yes, yes. You, but you see that one where he caught you, that would, he caught that screen going this way, and then he yeah he outran the pursuit and then cut back on dude. Like he's got like motor. He's a guy. He's explosive. I, I think he's a guy we're gonna look at in two years and say this is what he is. You know, I think it's like he's we, a freak. He's a freak, that. bro. You, you have to, it, you can't, like, that's why I didn't necessarily take young, young receivers. Yeah. Because, as we all know, just like we were talking, those fucking coaches are, even in the offseason, are spending hours on how to stop things. Like, the league learns you. That's why you got to do stuff for, like, two to, like, right, five, right. three, <laughs> three to five years. Because right. there's people that can slump out and get, you know, a big-ass year. And then what do they do? Then they, they, they got to deal with double for the rest of their, you know, their time until they can't get it. Speaking of double right there, what player did you wake up for? Like, who, who was the person that you're like, God damn, I got to play against this month? Uh, Jimmy Smith. Jimmy Smith. Wow. Mm. It's always somebody you don't expect. Right. <laughs> but he's a slot guy. Right. But Jim, but no, I was, I was, I was, I would play a lot out, outside with Jimmy. I was effing at that time. I was an F. And me and Jimmy, we, I remember him like I trained over at Exos in, in LA, and I remember him coming out, and he he was really quick in and out of breaks. I'm like, this is a dude. Who's this dude? And then we started playing against each other, and we, that was when we were playing Baltimore like twice a year. So like we know each other. You know, when you play teams a lot. I know your tendency, right. you know my tendency. So like, this is where we're gonna see who can win. So like, there would be times he would win, he was a long guy and he was also kind of quick. He was patient at the line of scrimmage. He kind of knew how to, he knew how to me. I won my battles, but he, he won his, you know? So like, I just, and we always played in important games against each other. Let me get in your football head. I like how you just went there. Put you on the spot, you talked about tendencies. Darrell Rivas, can you break him down like, I, yeah. Like, tell, break Darrell Rivas down right now. So you're going into a game with Darrell Rivas. Which, what pops up? So Darrell Rivas is always on balance. And he's got a short bottom torso. Like a, he's got, like, a, a strong corner bottom torso, but he's got long, big corner arms. So he was always strong at the line of scrimmage. That was, that was what Rivas was really good. He was patient, and he, was, he had long arms, and he could, he could jam you, and then he'd always be on balance. So then he would get his eyes in the backfield, he'd play man coverage, and he could cheat, cheat it. To play, when you play a real savvy guy like that, you gotta fuck with them on stems. So like, I'd have to always mess with him in certain drop areas, because the corners are thinking, you know, 12, 15, or 16, 20, those are, drop, those are drop areas where you could break a certain route. So like with him, I'd always change up my, my, like, the, my route depth. So I would hit him at the line of scrimmage and then go and then hit him again. And then, he, it would, he would, and then I could get separation from him. And I learned that because we, he played with us for two years and we would do one-on-ones. And, and that made me ultimately a really good, a, a lot better receiver is going one-on-one against, against Revis. And then he would play you off a lot so he could try to get, get that vision with the quarterback and break. But when, with him, you would just have to get on his toes and then and that, that's what ultimately gets guys... You know, if you're on guys' toes with speed, then it doesn't matter what you do, you can just go. 
he made me a good fo- he made me a lot better football player just going against him every single day because he was so smart. If you got lazy with something, he would break, pick, like he he, he was he was pretty good. So he's the best corner I ever probably went against. For sure, one hundred percent. In New England, y'all do a great job of keeping things in house and eliminate distractions, but don't mean that y'all don't have them. Oh yeah, y'all yeah. have them. Y'all just do a great job of keeping it close, right? Yeah. Um, can you read this for me? Well, he passed it to my guy. What is this? Just oh. read it. Going to jail. Here's the quote from Bennett. Bro, we lost two games. One of them was because Jimmy Coppola was being a bitch. Hmm. He decided not to play right before the game. Jacoby Brissett came out and played with a fucked up thumb <laughs> and played his heart out. But Jimmy was being a bitch about it all. Bennett said, hmm. That's why he, you can't win with a bitch for a quarterback, first of all. You know, this reminds me. Whenever Marty Bennett spoke, it reminded me of Samuel Jackson monologues. <laughs> and, and as I'm reading this, that's what I'm thinking of. You know, it, so. Put your, put, put, do it in a role play. Where you been at today? But, you but, all right? But, <laughs> <laughs> but we like the role plays. This swagger you hit it off tonight on a radio show. Who said do it in role play? We like the role play. So do do. I, I got. I don't. I don't got. I don't got that one. You don't got Marty B. I don't got Marty B. Marty B is one. Okay. That was the thing with him. He didn't want to come out and do anything because his agent was trying to protect his body or some shit like that. Hmm. Which, I can't fault him for that, but, like, you should have made the decision on Thursday. Now it's Sunday. Quote mm. from Martellus Bennett. Said that about you? No, Jimmy, Jimmy Garoppolo. G. Oh, I was about to Jimmy say. G. Oh, Who is Jimmy G? <laughs> Damn, that's right. Like, you know, San Francisco flirting with all yeah. these quarterbacks. Break it down for us. Man. Wait, a teammate said that about, a quarter, about his quarterback? Yeah, that's Martellus Bennett. Martellus. So they played together. Marty. You, or tell us, go through the story. Tell us what happened. Get into so, it. you know, the year that Brady had a vacation for four games. Um, <laughs> vacation. We had Jimmy Garoppolo. He, he came in. We go 2-0. and We had two really – we go on the road. We have a really good game against the Cardinals, which was – you know, that, that was huge. Go on the road, beat the, a good Cardinals team that was a projected playoff team at the time. With a rookie or with a first-time starter, he gets a win there. We go and we beat Miami. He looks pretty good. You know, we we were executing at a high level. Uh, gets hurt in week three, like the first quarter against the Buffalo Bills or the Jets, and he hurts his non-throwing shoulder, his left shoulder. And uh, Jacoby came in, led us to a win. And the next week, but in the game, Jacoby. Was that, was that a big deal, like the, the known throwing shoulder? I mean, I don't know. We were all football players here. But Jacoby broke it. He, he tore his ligaments in his thumb in the, the, the win against the, the week three team. And so we go into week four, and, you know, I guess, you know, Jimmy was practicing and then, you know, decided not to play. And, and Jacoby played with, you know, no ligaments in his thumb, which you can't do that as a quarterback. Yeah. You can't. You grip, and if it's your left, and a lot of a lot of guys got mad about it. A lot of guys got mad. I'm not gonna lie, I got mad about it. You know, I sacrificed my body all damn long, all day long. I was taking shots for this 
numbing up that, ribs, broken ribs, shoulders, you know, grade three, hanging on by limbs just to play, you know. And, you know, I, I can understand why Marty thinks like that. But you also got to look, hey, he just got paid. He got paid $30 million, so maybe, you know, I'm the dumb guy who <laughs> didn't make as much money sacrifice for that team. I guess I played for the memories, not the money. <laughs> would, you do, would you do anything differently? No, nah, like I wouldn't. what you just said, right? Like, I wouldn't. You know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm not a greedy guy. You know, I'm, I'm cool with, you know, we, we make great money. I didn't make the best money at my position, but, you know, I won three Super Bowls. I, I, I've got to have some unbelievable relationships, meet unbelievable people through, you know, winning big games, you know, sitting here on I Am Athlete, you know, because... <laughs> Obviously not because of my regular seasons, because you know those big ass games. What's your What's your day to day like now, man? Retired, day to day. What, what, what's What's the day to day like? It's It's crazy. You're like a mercenary. So like you have like three weeks of work where it'll be like, all right, we go from nine to five. We're doing my podcast, which is called Games with Names. It's a sports history podcast that's coming out in September. So you guys gotta be on the lookout for that. But we've been recording that. So I'll have a lot of work for three weeks, and I'll have like two weeks off, and uh, you know, I'll go do daddy stuff with my little girl, pick her up at school, you just do like shit that we can't do when when you're playing ball. You know, this is the first time, second time now with the last off season where, you know, I get to hang out with her in May. You know, she lives out here, I stay out here now. So that, and then you know, two weeks, another three weeks come up, and you got to do something for production on something else, or you know, an endorsement or an event. Uh, you know, and then go back and see grandma and grandpa with Lily, you know, just a, it's so much more traveling than I've ever done. You, uh, you know, as athletes, at least me, I, Brandon was doing TV shows and, you know, <laughs> while playing. So he was out, you know, jetting around. I was stationary in my my area. I brought my routine to me. Everyone came to me. My body guy, my massage, you know, everything was coming to me. Now, like, I have to go out and you have to do shit, yeah. which is, you know, it's new. I'm still I'm still trying to get acclimated. Yeah. And you're still trying to work out too. You know, you work out. You, right. you, it's not like you go. It's now it's crazy. Yeah. Do you have uh, like you transition? Transitions are some of the most important moments in life, and we go through so many different transitions. Um, athletes, we struggle a lot in transition. Our identity is wrapped up in the sport. Sports taken away from us. You know, a lot of us can't figure it out. I don't necessarily it, think it's, it's that just that athletes, though. Too. Yeah, yeah, but I think but it's competitors. Because yeah. yeah, everyone, ev everyone gets scared of the unknown. There you go. And that's the thing with, like, an athlete. When it's done, like, yeah, we have a lot of shit going on, but, like, this that's isn't cool. our thing. This yeah, isn't what we yeah. got here with. You know, we're, we're athletes. We, we grew up playing sports all year long. Competing. You know, competing. Now we're doing, like, you do media, you do podcast. It's, like, different work. You know what I mean? So, like, you're trans... It's... it's, it's it's still unknown. You know, we always knew when we were playing. You always knew you were the so, baddest dude on there. So, <laughs> so you, you had confidence in that. So how you navigate through the transition? Yeah, did you struggle with it? You only been retired I mean, two years. Like when you first like, God, no, damn, it, I got No, is it two years? Time. Going on two. Going on two yeah, years. But still, yeah. What I'm saying, because I use myself as an example. I think everybody struggled with it. Yeah. The first time I got suspended for a year, all right, I was definitely not prepared. You know what I mean? But I come back, I play 12 more years or whatever it was. But 
when I first retired, I'm like, yo, got all this time. <laughs> man, you know I mean? it's crazy. Yes. Just waking and, up. And I found the way to, to cope with it through different stuff, but them first four or five months, I was itching for that feeling, you know what I mean? And then I, I finally got to a place where I can kind of replace that feeling, but it's hard. It's like, hard. you cannot sit here and say that you've been doing this shit your whole life, going in the locker room, usually talking to the boys, you know what I mean? 90% of your day filled up, then all of a sudden you gotta answer the phone, you gotta pay the bills, you're like, what the fuck? All right. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, it's 100%. So that, but so I think the, the, I think low key, like the coolest, like what helped me transition the most was honestly going on Inside the NFL, which streams on Paramount Plus, of course, with the fellas. <laughs> <laughs> no, really, because yeah. it was still like that gave me my locker room vibe. And it was once a week. All right, it's cool. I get to go hang out and do what I want. And then we go work for yeah. once a week. And like you get to still talk ball. You get to still talk shit with each other. You know, Mr. Sims making fun of him, lighting him up all day. That's, you know, it's pretty funny. Right. That, that was the same for me, too. Like trans, yeah, you know? Media. So uh, it, inside the NFL, and then I am athlete, House of Athlete. Like I was already in it. That's what helped me. You, you say you think every guy struggle? Yeah, I think You so. struggle? Yeah, of course. How I was struggle. that for you? Uh, for me, just you look like you might be still struggling because you still play. I like the victory. I love the victory. I can't wait to see how the next couple years. No, going. not was just. Are you just, still chasing? No, not chasing. Just you know, waking up and like my well, first couple months, I was just waking up with nothing to do, just taking the kids to school. I love that part because I got a chance to be able to like go to Big Bear with during the you know Christmas time when I couldn't do stuff like that. That's the stuff I love. Like take them to places I couldn't take them. But after that was gone, it's just like, what else should I, what else can I do? You know, because I, I had my clothing, clothing designs. I did that. You know, I know how to do that. But just trying to find, like, what else I'm gonna do in life now? Routine. Like, yeah, routine. That's what, it, what is it? What is it for you? What is it for me? Like, yeah, like, like, what's what? Because like, you you come on the show every time we come to LA. You always bless us. Yeah. You know, you're just like this. You're a co-host in LA, but we never really we never really interview you yeah. for real, for real. You had a whole story, a whole story, but like, okay, we know Nick the basketball yeah. player. We know swag that swaggy P. We know Nick from a social media standpoint, and then the fashion, all of that. But like, what what is next for you? Um, right now, just being a dad. Really, I think the best feeling just coming through them doors now every day and my kids just expect me to be there and they just run and jump on me and say, Dad, can we go do this? And I got time. Now, Dad, can you take me here? Dad, can you order this for me? Dad, can I get this? Like, I hear all that all day now. So I got three great kids and I think that take up my time right now. So I got a question for all of us. As men, right, as men, is that enough? Right, like what you just said. I'll be honest, for me, that's not enough for me. I want, like, I want to go down as a phenomenal father, 100%. I want to do everything. I want to be there every damn day. But also, like, I'm also still chasing something outside the house. Yeah. You, you understand? You so, do. like, my, my question, you, you know, that might be, for some people, that might be enough for you. you. Like, I just want to, I'm done. I just want, I just want to be a... A homemaker, you know what I'm saying? Is that enough for us as men? Um, 
I was always, I had the example, I, my pops, I grew up watching my dad get up and go work Man. from five to five every day. Like we didn't go on, we went on vacation <laughs> once a year in between baseball and football season. And we, we went to camping and it was routine. And his job, my mom, you know, you know, my mom, I was blessed where my mom could sit at home and yeah. she raised us, clean, you know, did, she was a homemaker. You know, so I have that in my head that, you know, as a man, I need to provide for my family. I need to go out and I need to, you know, there's not always going to be times, you know, I, I probably do more with my, my daughter than, than, you know, my folks got to do with me because of, you know, the situation we were in that he had to work, you know what I mean? My whole life. Yeah. So I already feel blessed and fortunate enough, but like you said, as a man, I feel that I, I am the protector. I am the one that has to go out and, and help, you know, give my daughter all the opportunity that my father gave me. But as athletes, and this is why I can kind of understand what you're saying right now, but I'm also... That's hard. Yeah, and, and everybody, everybody's situation is different. Yeah, you got to figure it out. But as an athlete, though, when you got millions of dollars, you don't have to, most of us, if we do it right, we don't have to work ever again. Right. And that's, that's still my question. Is that still, still enough? Is that good at, thir how old are you? Uh, 37. Just turned 37. You just turned 37, right? Like, at 37, you saying you're, basically you're saying you're retired. You know what I mean? That's tough. Basically, it sounds like you're retired. That's crazy, right? Uh, well, for me, I I still find myself still with the, like, be on TV, go to premieres and stuff. But when it comes, it comes, you know. Heck, how you feel about it? Um, I like to stay active, you know. Um, do I have to do something every day? No, I don't. But my drive and passion um, for certain things that I want to do and my bucket of, of checklists, um, that would, that's what keep me driving every day. My kids, I'm probably the best dad in the world, you know what I mean? I, I do my part there, so. But my, my goal is to make sure that I can have them set up as far as being, you know, entrepreneur ready for when we gotta call them and we got our own channel on I'm Athlete where they already been to school for broadcasting <laughs> and stuff like that. Do you mm -hmm. get what I'm saying? So. Um, my vision is, is, is parallel with yours because I think we see something that's, that's reachable. When you sit out and you look at different stuff and different platforms and right now, like we, we have, we have a, a crazy way where the athletes have a voice right now. Why not maximize and try to help somebody, help somebody else, you know what I mean? So that's what I'm on visually. So. Um, I'm, I'm up here trying to shoot for the stars, aiming, aiming at the What's the stars? Moon, you get what I'm it's, saying? What is the stars? It's, it's, what are we doing? You know what I'm saying? Like, what you, what you chasing right now when you say we got this opportunity? What is it for you? You know what I'm saying? For me, it's a, it's a voice for us, which is the athletes, the people, where we can control the narrative about how it should look, how it should be said. We ain't had that. You know what I mean? Um, and it's a lot of guys that j maybe just need somebody to talk to, you know what I mean? Or, or want to put a story out or... Another thing I struggle with is weight. Like, how do you lose weight when you get older? Like, that's <laughs>
Do yeah, not come man. off. Yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> I look in the mirror sometimes, I'm like, damn, push I don't look like I used to. Push away, No, no. You push, that, you you push the food away. Then you yeah. Know basketball. yeah, I do. You know it's I, simple, bro. Every time you're on the show, what the hell is he eating? What but candy? I don't, he just said it. It's not how many push-ups you do. It's how many, how many times you push away from the damn table. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, or right. just wake up and go walk. You got you to gotta burn calories. Yeah. But I'm so glad we're, you we're asked so used that to question, burning, though. Because yeah. I feel harder, though, as I got older. Like, Hell yeah. I used to shed like this, but now I do the similar stuff I used to do, but I feel like it just stuck in certain areas. I'm so glad you asked that question. Question. I'll let you dive into this, Jules, because you got a crazy routine. Pack, you got a crazy routine. Hell, every time we travel somewhere, you want the first people up and going on your little runs and stuff. Crazy. You got to stay active, but... How many dudes, and that's being vulnerable, bro, yeah. that's being real. How yeah. many dudes do we see retire and they, they let themselves go? So, like, what do you, answer that question for them. What is it letting themselves go or is it living? Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? We all been on the diets. We all been professional athletes for so damn long. Like, there's some times where you want to, like, you push the cinnamon rolls away when you were playing. I want it. Who we who we playing this week? Who we got? Nobody. Give but me a cinnamon really roll. Give me two. Stand up right now. Like you didn't stand have up. to put the cinnamon right roll. Stand up right now. He's put together. Stand up right good. now, Jules. <laughs> stand up right now. I, I am standing. I'm All short. Right. Oh, uh, uh, lift up your shirt. Yeah. Get the hell out of here. Talking about we don't we living. Pat, stand up right now. Pat, Pat. stand up right now. Lift up your shirt, Pat. What Come we on, talking man. about? Which y'all ain't man. pushing. Y'all ain't doing nothing. I ain't doing it right Come now. Come on, man. I'm, I'm not overweight. doing that. I'm 15 pounds overweight. I'm with you, though. Man. Do this with me. I'm about to launch a, 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 a six-week challenge for a House of Athlete. He gave me a shameless plug. That. You want, I, I got to be a or, part or, of this since I gave the, you the plug. Listen, or on, here's the solution. Since he want to bullshit you and tell you, oh, we living, but he got a six-pack and he got a 12-pack, y'all yeah. beat, beat it. I'm about to launch a at-home solution for House of Athlete Plus. I'm with it. And the I way we're going to launch is a six-week challenge. And you're going to lose 20 pounds in six weeks. You can have those abs. I could. <laughs> in six weeks. But here's the thing. I could. I'm going to give you the nutritional plan, and you got to do the workouts. I will. You'll do it. I'll do it. You're going to do it. I will do All it. All right, bet. <laughs> can you look Bro. at the camera and say, join my six-week challenge, House of Athlete Plus? Join my six-week challenge, House of Athlete Plus. The swaggy P, baby. I'm about to get the physique. Yeah. Can, can, can we do the befores now? Can you can you stand up like they did and show? No, 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 no. Hey, I'll do it with you. Just I'll walk. do it with you because I'm 15 You, gotta, you over. just got to walk well, a lot. Do I got to say pause right need, now? Pause. Let's be vulnerable. Let's show, let's show, let's show, let's show, let's show our, our, we do the midsection. I look, see, my, see for me, my body Because we're going to do this. We're going to end with, we're going to end the year with 50,000 subscribers right now. All right, that's not ain't bad, that though, bad. Swaggy. Ain't, you ain't that bad. bad. Look, Look at, at me. that. Look at me. That's, that's tight end right there, man. That's too much. No, that's too ah, much. So much. That's too Look much. at them boys. Them boys rip. We're going to get like them. Let's do it. I'm 15 over. What you trying to drop? I'm trying to drop 20. Fuck right, let's do 15 it. 15 to 20. You let's said I could drop 20. I'm going to see. Hey, I'm when with I, we're going to do HOA Plus. Thank you. We're going to launch the right way. This is how we're going to launch yep. HOA Plus. Pre-order, pre-subscribe. When I'm announcing you and I'm telling your story at the Hall of Fame, what do you want me to say? What's the legacy? How you want me to be there? We in Canton, Ohio. Brandon Marshall is your presenter. 
What you want me to say? How you want me to introduce you? Your legacy? What am I talking about? Guy's a dog. Guy fights. Competes. Does what the team wants. He got a little diva in him, but always kept it under terms. Thank you. You are a Hall of Famer. That's my argument. Giving you your flowers. Every time we sit down with Julian Edelman, we'll talk about Tom Brady, we'll talk about Bill Edelman. We're talking about Julian Edelman. Listen, subscribe, and watch this episode. Right now, I'm athlete. And we did talk about Brady and Belichick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we did. Let's go. We had to fight to get a meal. Yeah, wrongfully accused. We had to fight to get a pill. That's why we right to get a deal. He on the team, he gotta eat, you know. Spike, spike your skills. Fat. Keep it riding for the fam. You gotta light the wooden wheels straight up. But in the past, bad. Work up in the trash bag. I'll pass a lot to take the test before I pass class. Yeah, and my family needed bread. I had to come correct. That's why I keep airing it out like I just passed gas. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.